So doing it live once again. What's up, everybody out there on in the internet world, on the Twitter, YouTube. You know, you can uh, always check us out on those on those platforms with these live streams. We appreciate everybody who does check us out week to week and uh, day to day and all that. This is Monday Night Means on a Tuesday, <laughs> doing a little uh, extra something from the show. I, I just keeping the name for the you know the uh, the sake of uh, formality you know uh i do have we do have a playlist on youtube so this will be on that playlist along with all the other episodes that we've done so uh but uh yeah i i switched up the uh the normal schedule a little bit this week usually on tuesdays we do uh me and drew do our running with war show uh basketball talk with uh you know our, our guys, Chris and uh, and Josh and and others. Uh, but you know, I, I, I switch. I'm like I said, switch it up a little bit this week. We did two shows last week, so uh, you know, I'm I'm good with with likely not doing a show this week. Although I told the guys they're welcome to do a show on their own, but I'm not doing the show. Uh, so that's where I'm coming from. I'm not doing anything after this week as far as streaming. After today, as far as streaming wise. And I'll have a little bit at the end of the show about my plans for uh, the remainder of the year, remainder of the month, as it were. But, uh, yeah, uh, actually, just just a quick check-in, really, on this show. Uh, since I didn't have Drew on yesterday, you know, uh, catch up with him on this show. And we got Dave Evans coming on uh, to talk, you know, do my headlines, uh, you know, segment with him where we just talk about whatever. And um and uh yeah, that's it. I mean Drew, you know, glad to have you back on, man. Glad to for you to join me on the uh, how things been going with you. Everything's all right, man. Just it's getting cold, man. Trying to acclimate back to this weather again. It's freezing outside, man. Yeah, this was like the first this was the day where winter was like, Hey, I'm coming for y'all now, man. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, we. I ain't done nothing all day but stay in the house myself. So, uh, I, I'll, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. I, I'm glad. I'm able to do that. You know, with work and everything. So, but I, you had to go out. Huh? Oh yeah, I had to go out to work and run some errands, man. It's, it's just getting to be that time of year where if you don't have to be outside, man, don't don't bother, man. Or if you are going outside, make sure you layer up like our parents, like our mamas used to tell us to do. Like, don't you know? Mm-hmm. Don't be too cool to layer up, man. Cause them chills yeah. are real. Them chills <laughs> are real. When when you gotta sit down in your car, wait for your car to warm up, it ain't cool at all, man. They have one layer of clothes on. You gotta you gotta dress the part for sure. Right, right. I I was I I caught I was caught out there a little bit on Saturday, which wasn't as cold as today, but it wasn't that much warmer. But I I was I was trying I don't know I, I guess I call myself trying to be a little cute I I didn't I never had like just one layer on but because you know, I'm too big for that but but I had like a, I had like a a, a, a smaller jacket on mm-hmm. and I had you know shirt and you know undershirt underneath so I had like three layers on but it wasn't it wasn't enough for a, a long but part of my thing was that I wasn't thinking I was gonna be out for outside in the weather for a lot of time and yeah. you know and I, 
I, I wound up, you know, having I, I wound up having to spend a little bit of time outside, and then, I, you know, then my mom saw I, what, what I had on, and she, you know, laid into me a bit, you know, because that's like you say, that's what they do, you know. Uh, no matter how old you are, that's what they gonna do. That's right. They gonna be your mama, your protector forever, man. Your nagger, mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah, yeah. Naggers with attitude. That's what. <laughs> That's what at least that's what mine is. That's uh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, uh, I'm glad I said glad everything's going good. Like I said weekend was good for me too overall. I'm glad I didn't go to the Bears game, you know, because uh, that was I didn't I didn't need that. You know, we had uh anybody who watched the show yesterday, uh Joe was on the show and he uh he was able to go there and you know I think he loves football a little bit more than I do, so <laughs> it, I'm glad to have him represent uh, War Media at at a uh, Soldier Field whenever it's possible, and yeah. uh, you know, so I don't, and, and that's my plans anyway. Like I don't, I really don't want to have to go every week. That not to watch this Bears team, like you know, yeah, I don't I know if it's really worth it. I don't blame you, and I you know I can't I can't front for for our audience, man. Like I I stop really. Putting too many eggs in, in the Bears basket, man. I, I've I've gotten to the point now where I just I check out uh, the trib and look to see what Dan Weederer has written or um, Brad Biggs and just take it from there, man. Just I mean, I, I don't blame you, man. You, you pretty much if if you just a Bears fan just to be a Bears fan, you might as well just wait until Nagy they, we get to notice that Nagy's out. <laughs> You know, if you don't if you don't have to talk about it beyond anything or saying or beyond any type of general complaints about the team, you know, just yeah, just save yourself the trouble, you know. Yeah. But I, I, I remember I, I remember like on Sunday there was a like they had the sports Sunday show on Channel Five and they give out questions to the audience and stuff and people responding. You know, it was like you know uh, the question was like what possible reason you have to follow the team the rest of the season or something like that. And and people was like, you know, there was a couple people who was like, well, you know, yeah, I'm going to follow them just so I can be with my family on Sunday and complain about them. Like, it's tra it's tradition, you know. And and not, for a lot of Bears fans, that's true. Like, I, I can identify with that, you know. I, a lot of games I watch with my moms on Sundays and, and we – you know, when when they mess up, we we you know we yell and holler and like you know because that's the only thing that she like she's she calls herself a Cubs fan, but she only really roots for the Cubs when they uh, are successful. <laughs> but you know, and then similar with the Bulls, but you know she, the only thing she has she really shows any type of effort in following is the Bears. I guess maybe it's the once a week thing. Yeah. But, you know, that's kind of easier for her than, you know, other sports, you know, have, you know, three or four games a week. You know, she gets, she, she works too much for that. But, but yeah, with the Bears, she, she shows more passion in, in a given day and a given game, I should say. And, you know, that's, that sort of goes to the heart of what Chicagoans are and what we feel about that particular team, even more than any other team, because, you know, in baseball, of course, there's the natural dividing line between north side and south side. And with the other sports, it's sort of like, you know, 
not everybody's into hockey like that. Not, by, not everybody's into basketball. Even though we, a lot of people identify Chicago as like a, a basketball loving city, you know, a lot of people, you know, probably like say, there's enough people who just don't really rock with basketball, maybe up on the northwest side or something. You know. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> it's cold. But no, no, but you know, it's say just some people who don't rock with basketball, but everybody's into football on some level and into the bears, you know, but, it, but, you know, so often they just don't give you enough to, to really, you know, be happy about, but, you know, Chicago, most Chicago just soldier on and continue to, uh, you know, stay with the team, even with, what with, with what they don't give. And, and that's, that was real interesting this week. I'm, I'm, I swear I didn't, I wasn't planning to talk this much about the bears, but, <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of talking tangentially about the best, but the what was interesting this week is playing the Cardinals. I think I think you know, Drew, that the Cardinals used to be in Chicago, hmm. and you know the Card. I, I you know, there was some there was some mention of it on on the on the pro on the broadcast, and and some people online, particularly a uh, guy uh, uh, Jack uh, Silverstein, who was just the best. At a historian in the city, a sports historian in the city, you know he he had a great thread about the history of the Bears and the Cardinals, which actually is the oldest rivalry in the league. Not uh, not the Bears and the Packers. The Bears and Packers have played more, but the Bears and the Cardinals, their first time they played each other, it goes back further than the Bears and the Packers, mm-hmm. and uh, because it was the Battle of Chicago at one point, and like if you, like, I, I'd advise everybody to look up Jack's thread or look up any type of thing you could look up if you're interested on the history there and what re- what wound up running the Cardinals out of Chicago by a they had moved in 1960 to St. Louis, and it basically comes down to like TV money, which wouldn't have been an issue at all, pretty much, like. 20 years after that, going forward, it wouldn't have been an issue at all. But they were already, you know, the, that franchise was already in the doldrums in, in St. Louis at that time, and they were getting ready to leave St. Louis to go to Phoenix, where, they, where they've been since. But when you, look, when you look back on the history, they really should have stayed in Chicago. There was no reason why they should have stayed in Chicago and why Chicago shouldn't have been a two-NFL team city. And I just think about like how different would things have been if that would have been the case. I mean, I guess essentially it'd be like the baseball, you know, dynamic where you know you have people who completely hate on the Bears, and but it's funny because you got people who hate on the Bears now, but they go like, "Oh, I'm I'm rooting for the Cowboys, or I'm rooting <laughs> for the Patriot." But you know, if the Cardinals were there, they might have just rooted for the Cardinals. Or maybe they'd have hated on the Cardinals too, because the Cardinals haven't had that great a history, uh, you know, and overall in their history. But you know, maybe that would have been different if they stayed in Chicago. I, I don't know. It's, it just makes me think of a lot of questions, you know, in that in that way. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I, I couldn't even imagine this town with two football teams having two baseball teams creates enough friction as it is. Man, I couldn't even imagine two football teams too. But you know that could be the who say that could be the case if they move out to Arlington Heights, because that would leave yeah. so much space. Like 
like I said, it, 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 you could you could go fan to fan and sort of get different answers about you know how they would relate to the Bears if they made that move. I think a lot of people won't, won't care. I think for me, it's sort of a, it's more complicated than that. It's it's more of a identity thing with them being a Chicago team and them being in the city. But you know. I definitely, like I say, I, I've said it. I'm on record as saying I'm definitely down with them moving out of Soldier Field, but you know, moving out to that far out of the city, I'm not. I don't know about that. But if you if you were to move them into the northwest suburbs, you essentially could be sh- making a north south division again. So that somebody, I think, with some smarts or some you know some hustle about them, maybe like well. Let me maybe I could put a team in Kankakee somewhere or on the you know you know some or maybe I could find enough space on the south side where I can put a team and sort of build up that sort of fan base for people who don't want to travel ninety minutes or two hours to see that team in uh, Arlington Heights. So you know, yeah. I mean, and then the NFL and the NFL too is talking. There, there have been talks about the NFL expanding, you know, to as many as forty teams, and you know, part of that talk has been about them going into Europe and having two teams in uh, London and stuff like that, which don't make sense. But you know, yeah, but you you could double up on some American teams. So, the part of that part of that discussion is how many American cities need the NFL at this point. Well, you can double up on some cities like Chicago. So mm-hmm. uh, no. I, I just I can I can foresee something like that happening in 25 years where we have two teams in the city. Yeah, let's see how that goes, man. That would be interesting. I can't it it would be hard like like how you alluded to it would be hard for me if if the Bears do move and somehow there's two teams here hard for me to look at that new team the same way I do the Bears even though the Bears have given us a lot of strife not a whole lot to root for um these last some odd years like that's still the Bears that's still the team I grew up with yeah um, that, yeah that's what I'm saying like a lot of people I think most people would feel the way that you that you're expressing that yeah, like, like their loyalty would be there mm-hmm. but I, I still say that there's a lot there's more front runners in this city than anything. <laughs> so if you got like a team that came here and say they won, say they won like a Super Bowl within ten years of of their uh, institution, like <laughs> you, you, I think you'd be seeing a lot of uh, of old Bears fans hopping uh, jumping ship. Yeah, I can see that too. Yeah. I can see that too, man. But let me let me bring Dave on. He's uh he's been off waiting for a minute. And uh I probably I won't keep it all sports with with Dave on. But I do we haven't talked about the Bulls yet. I do want to talk a little bit about the Bulls. But uh, Dave, Dave, what's going on, man? Hello. Can you guys hear me? Oh yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you sound fine. All right. Yeah, happy uh Tuesday. Yeah, you sound yeah. you sound fine. You look tired though. Uh, you got to get your boy, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fun story because I showed up and I forgot the wife at um, 
she had dropped him off, so I didn't have his car seat, so I had to run back home to get his car seat. Um, gotcha. so, yeah. 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 So yeah, y'all be yeah, y'all daddies, man. Y'all be hustling out there. It, you know, you know it, it up for you. It, it, it in up my for you. in my head, I went, "Oh, damn!" For you, it um, <laughs> I think for me the big yeah, you know, you look at life before kids, like people look at life before COVID, and it's just like you wonder, like, what did you do with your time? Like, yeah, my hats go off to any. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, how many kids do you have? Yeah, see, I only got one, so I don't... yeah, you know, yeah, and you know, yeah, my brother, he only has one. He's living his best life too, because he only has <laughs> his on a weekend, so he's living his best life too. <laughs> you know, I came in the house just about ten within the last ten <laughs> minutes or so. Now, that, that made me. What you say about Phil? That made me think of this joke on The Simpsons where they had a a, a statue for deadbeat daddies, and the, the statue is hilarious because it's a dude standing with his with his uh pockets uh inside out, <laughs> and then a uh, Millhouse daddy st- he goes up to the statue is like, "Is that it? Is that all that I get?" <laughs> like he's some sort of. Of Vietnam soldiers. <laughs> the, the 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 real iron the real irony is this though, the real irony is that most women with trade don't really care. I mean, how much money you you're putting up for the kids? They really care about time. I mean, we're being honest about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was having this conversation. Um, Kyle put me on to this uh, hiking group called Black Men Hike LA, and it was a nice time. And I was having an extended conversation with this guy who's in tech from, who I guess who recently moved from Dallas. And I guess he's trying to school one of the younger hikers and he's trying to tell him about women. And he's like, you know, make sure you wear that hat. There are women who intentionally get, you know, out here to, or getting, you know, pregnant for, you know, for support for lack of a better term. And I'm like, that may be in the, maybe in the beginning, but once they get into it, like past, you know, baby in this cute stage, you 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 regret any of that. I mean, like I call like I yeah like I you know I call strangers for a living to see if they want to sell their real estate, um and they get called by a whole lot of the people. Um, I I've you know grad school doesn't matter. It, it's it's the hardest thing. I mean, it's it's rewarding at times too, but for, in general, it's just like the NFL. The concussions in the NFL without the money. <laughs> so, so, and, and, and it's probably around in the days all day. Oh, oh I mean, no, because I drink a lot of caffeine. So, like, you know, I don't know if you know, you know, the way like the compartment on the side of the car is on the bottom part where you can like put trash or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you're trying to be semi neat about it. So, that's all lined with like cans of Red Bull. Or uh, what's the or, or Celsius? I've been drinking, you know, more doing Celsius lately, more than Red Bull. But yeah, it's all line with cans of Celsius. So that, that's that's the that's how I keep going. That in coffee. Um, yeah, it it takes a different type of energy to, to be a parent, man. Like I don't even. It's, it's meant. I mean, it's patience. I mean, you you have this is the mental toughness of it, and you got to be able to get up and go, and still, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Go get on with your day and all of that stuff like that. So, it, like, if you don't have kids and you can't, like, it, it puts a different type of it, just kind of perspective on things. Like, people tell me they got dogs. I look at them like, fuck is a dog? And like, you know, that's not no goddamn well, kid. That's, yeah, that's, I'm like, no. But people who think, act like dogs are their kids. like You get a lot of people you. like that. I mean, they're like, oh, you know. <laughs> And I'm like, no, you're compare. It's like comparing, you know, Pal League to the, you know, at, at, at least NCAA NFL, um, you know, or Pal League yeah. is baseball, but yeah, you, but you know, I, I yeah, yeah. the people don't, the people don't know what they're talking about, you know. And- I can get rid of a damn. I I can get rid of a dog anytime I don't like it, um, <laughs> and make yeah. and you know legally. And, and you know, and, and somebody will be happy to buy them, especially in this current environment. But yeah, kids, no. Nah, I mean, best you're doing is, you know, a day or two at the grandparents, if you know, and then you got to come back right back and get them. So, and that that's what you know. Like I say with your story, like you have you like, you have you're in a committed relationship, and you 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 haven't done the baby mama thing. And y'all, y'all, you know, the, the baby mom, the, the baby the mom thing. Out there and you got the grandparents helping the you ba- out too. The baby, see, yeah. So the reason why, man, like the the baby mama thing is is easier in some in some ways, being in the context that most women, you know, women are very protective of their children. In many cases, I mean, there are rare exceptions to the rule. Women are very protective, and it doesn't matter if it's baby mama, wife, whatever it is. And so if they feel like you're remotely, you know, don't have your shit together, even though you'd be like, that's my son or that's my daughter, I want to see her, but you got to have your shit together for them to feel safe about it too. Um, And I think that's where the disconnect sometimes is between men and women and where you, you know, so it's, I mean, they're sure that exists, but it's rare cases where a woman's like, no, I don't want to see a kid unless you just don't have your shit together. And then they may be like, or you know, well, that's the reason why I'm holding him, him or her back is because you don't have your shit together. <laughs> I, I think a lot of, a lot, I think a lot of dudes just have babies because they wanna, they just wanna say that they have a baby, or they they're lying to women and they can't stop lying to women, or they need a place to stay. I think yeah, yeah, I, watch, I watch a lot of daytime television because I work from home, so and I think. That's that. That's primarily what I see on daytime TV is dudes who are bums and they can't. They need a place to stay, and they have babies with women who they don't want to really be with. I yeah, no, it's not worth the mental trauma. I mean, I'll go be a roommate somewhere. Uh, that's a sensible way to go about it. Yeah, yeah. no, like peace of mind. That shit's worth. That's that shit's worth. Like if you gave me. A damn, you know, beans right now, or you gave me like a damn, you know, like two weeks away from my kids. I may. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I, I may, uh, you know, yeah. I've, yeah, uh, you know, my, my oldest ones, I, I love them, but they, you know, they, they always lit. Um, you know, <laughs> The but, but they, yeah, they, they are. They beautiful though. They, they got some beautiful kids, and, and just, you know, I, I, I salute you, man, that you able to 
to keep doing your thing and, and do all that you do. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, you got to have a great, you have to have, I mean, it, it only works if, I mean, many, if you have a great partner on the other side. So I'm mm-hmm. fortunate in that sense. Very, for, very fortunate. No, I'm very fortunate in general. I'm like, you can't, they, I mean, they're, they're like with anything, with any situation, there, there's, there's only so much you can c- control. And I yeah. think that's, and I, I really think that's the disconnect with like white people and parents and their kids. It's like sometimes these motherfuckers gonna be wild. You can't beat the wildness out of them. Uh, <laughs> just don't. <laughs> and when you well, try, and when, and when you try all, continue uh, on a vicious cycle, there. You know, and when and when and when you or yell the, the wildness out of them, and when you try, mm-hmm. all you're doing is just setting them up to be shitty parents, like you were. And mm-hmm. then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so <laughs> yeah, so that don't work. I mean, it, it's it's definitely balanced. You don't want them burning up shit and you know throwing temper tantrums every time you say no to something. But at the same time, you can't beat them for not listening to you on a dime or yell at them for not listening to you on a dime. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I've learned. So yeah. <laughs> I know y'all ain't come to come to this conversation talking about kids. We supposed to talk about sports or, or something. Well, yeah, I, I, I just had, I just had, I have one thing I wanted to talk about because you know, with Drew, me and Drew typically talk about the Bulls uh, on this show at some point because you know we, we, you know, we yeah, have yeah, they finally, and, they, and they're and they're worth unlike the Bears, they're worth talking about. And they're uh, finally good after twenty five years. They're finally good again after twenty five yeah, years. They, they've had some moments, but yeah, they, they, that's like I said, we they've they've had a good start. That's why we, you know, we we can't take for granted what they're doing now, but we can't get ahead of ourselves either because this team, I mean, I don't know if it's if it's any better than the team they had in twenty eleven or twenty twelve, so but you know, those teams that's were good right. and they, you know, soon after that were bad again. So. Yeah, that's that, it. yeah, success yeah. can be seen, but but they're, yeah, they're doing very well. Now. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, like I say, the one the subject of, the subject I wanted to touch upon today, though the main subject was uh Ayo Dusumu, uh, who is a Chicagoan and, and is somewhat seemingly fast. How do you, how do you spell that name? Or can you put it in the chat? Oh uh, God, but they I didn't want to do no spelling. I'll, I'll put it on the <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he, yeah, he's a. For, for those who don't know, like like Dave as much, he's a he's a Chicagoan uh, native. Uh, great, went to went to Morgan Park because that's that's always important as a Chicagoan. What school you went to? And uh, you know, this a, a basketball star, of course. Went to was a top recruit. Went to Illinois University, of Illinois, Champaign. Uh, led led that program on a revival. Of, of sorts and uh and you know he he got drafted by the Bulls in the uh, last the last year's draft last well not not last year this past summer's draft he was a uh, you know a, a what was he was early second round Drew yeah yeah, yeah. So he was he wasn't a guy he wasn't a guy who was thought of immediately to be a star but a lot of people a lot of Bulls fans were happy to get him at where we got him and. You know, thinking that he was he could uh, eventually develop into a good uh, rotation player, as it were, a reserve player. And um, yesterday, like he's he's just had a great 
season so far really contributed in a lot of ways uh, off the bench. But yesterday he had his first start due to uh, you know some injuries and some COVID issues that the Bulls have had. And, um, you know, he was able to get a start his, uh, yesterday, and he may have had his best game uh, overall in, in that position. Uh, 11 I, – I put, I, put I put it up on the screen in a second. 11.6 rebounds and eight assists. The Bulls beat uh, Denver uh, last night at the UC. And, you know, it's just another sign of how – good the decision making is by the team right now and uh you know being able to pluck you know pluck uh io out of that out of that second round position where so many others were sleeping on them they were able to identify him and and then a lot too like with, with previous organ uh you know previous uh uh people in the organization they may have just saw Io is primarily that storyline of being a, a local boy doing good and that, be that's something that they could uh, manipulate or take advantage of. But I think when, when you look at who's running the team now, the story with him was more about you know him be purely being a guy who could uh, add to the team and you know do you know be a good player and and do his I say be someone who they could build uh the team along with and he's definitely been that so far but you know drew i'll let you go into it man what were your thoughts on on how io played last night and how the bulls played overall so as a as a observer of this team just feeling proud of what they did because it's a sign of what this team thinks of itself for them to come out the way they did and be able to still handle business without Javante Green and Kobe White and Patrick Williams and Alex Caruso and DeMar DeRozan. Like, you're down some pretty big pieces, uh, some some pretty important pieces to the puzzle. And to still be able to come out there and grind that, that game out, even though, you know, the Nuggets weren't anywhere near full strength either. But uh, for them to play the way they did and be able to secure that victory – I think that speaks volumes, the way that Io is playing, the way he played last night, getting his first start. Um, it just kind of encapsulate what he is and what this team is. Before, when he when he got drafted, um, I feel like there was a pretty healthy divide in terms of Bulls fans. There was a segment of fans that were happy that, you know, that the Bulls got the Fighting Illini product. And there was another segment that wished that, the front office would have taken a flyer on Sharif Cooper out of Auburn. Uh, there's, there's another is again, like sort of going back to the to the Bears thing. There's a there's a thing with with Chicago sports fans, Illinois sports fans, where it's like, you know, a lot of us will support we gladly support anything that comes from from the soil, as it were. But yeah. there's a number of us who will be like, oh well, they they, they if they are good enough for this. For Chicago or for Illinois, we they ain't really good enough for the pro team, so we need to go somewhere else. You know, go in another direction, and yeah. I think you know, go in any other direction besides that. But you know, you know, and that's that's no diss to Sharif Cooper or anybody else who people were talking about back then. I was I could understand why people wanted you know those other type of those other players, those other options, but. You know, I think a lot of people did sleep naturally on I.O. because 
he wasn't, you know, Illinois did have a they had a great season yes last year, and but it also ended poorly. And I think a lot of people probably because of the familiarity with him was like, well, you know, we've seen what he can do. Let's get someone else in. You know, there's there's a there'll be a limit to what he can do with the Bulls. And um, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to be the case there. Maybe you know he. I don't know if he's going to be all NBA All Star dude, but he's he's shown right away that he's he was his, his game was adaptable to the pro league to the NBA, and that he he's scared of nothing, literally scared of nothing out there. And you know, you could look at these highlights and look at him from game to game and see the way that he plays, and just be impressed that. He's playing beyond his years uh, in a maturity level, and he's, he, you don't really see him do things that mess the team up, which is what you often get with rookies. You know, you have some sort of uh, adjustment that need to be hap- that need to happen, but he he just seems like he's been playing in the league for about four or five years already. Absolutely, and we don't, not every player needs to be judged on how many All Star appearances they make or Rookie of the Year awards they take home. Like that's that's not everybody's um, standard, you know. That shouldn't be everybody's standard or every player's standard. Um, I was of the mindset that the the Bulls did exactly what they needed to do in terms of getting Io drafted and uh, for him to become a part of this team because they needed somebody that could do multiple things and. He has that or had that advantage over Cooper at that time. Cooper, you know, was known for his passing ability. Um, and some people thought that, you know, the Bulls needed somebody of that ilk. This is before the Bulls got Ball, Caruso, and, and DeRozan. But even yeah. at that time, I was feeling like the Bulls needed somebody that was more of a jack-of-all-trades that could do a little bit of everything because this team needed that. We They, went, they had, what, like five or six players on the roster um, at that time before everything kind of turned. Yeah, Come the, on, the, the whole roster was churning over. They, they didn't have the luxury of trying to go out and get a specialist. They needed somebody that could that could perform and can provide for them today. And as we're seeing, the Sumu has been that that player, and he's not he's not anywhere near contention for rookie of the year. His his stats aren't, and they won't be as gaudy as the Mobleys or the K Cunninghams. Yeah, there'll be guys who they're going to play. They're, they're playing now on worse teams. Exactly. More minutes and they'll have more opportunities to have the stats that will exactly. allow them to get such an award. Yep. But at the same time, we shouldn't look at that. No, nobody, especially anybody who, who's watching these, these Bulls games or is a fan of this Bulls team, nobody should look at that and think that that should be a referendum on his impact or his value to this team. Like he has been incredible. Um, to the point where, to the point where, you know, the guy that we talked about playing a specialized role and being kind of more at home as a microwave scorer, Kobe White. Now we're looking at him like, man, I don't he know how many minutes you're gonna get from Io instead of the other mm-hmm. way around. Like this rookie is eating your cookies right now, and you might be out the door soon because we need to flip you for somebody better. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's just a feeling of pride, man. Just proud. Um, I didn't get to hear the starting lineup, but I know they said instead of, you know, Al Dusumu from Illinois, they said from Chicago. Exactly. So the whole dead role, sentimental aspect of it, man. It just, exactly. it's just, yeah. Man. And and that's that's why I kind of wanted to center the this part of the discussion about like like Dave. You know, I know me and you have you know texted and emailed about certain things and 
you talked, I, I know you mentioned like the need for good stories to come out of the city. And yeah, you know, this is one, this is one of those, you know. And yeah, it, it, it's you know, if, if you're not in the sports, it's, it's you, it's easy for it to get drowned out by stories about shootings and carjackings and you know, uh, mobs of kids, you know, acting up downtown and getting in fights and shit. But you know, that, that's the good thing about sports, man. Sometimes these type of stories develop and it, it may be trivial in the in the grand scheme of things, but they you no, know, they they have they play a role in lifting you up because you can see the story, you, you see the steps that this kid is taking and you know from you know all the stories, all the narratives involved with him, all the people who have known him. Like I said, going back to Morgan Park High School, it seems like he's a good guy. He hasn't been into any mess. And uh, you know, he's just been he's just been working hard and, and repping uh, you know, the city well and, and doing, you know, like I say, making a lot of people proud. I go back to the the draft party he had that night. I think a lot of us remember that. You know, he had a big party. I forgot where, but uh, you know, there was a lot of people there who was happy for him and you know, it's like I say, it's nothing like being a successful basketball player in Chicago. But you know, when you get to do that and play for the Bulls, it's it's being like you know, Derrick Rose, of course, the pri- primary example of that. And when he was that guy here, he was that guy in a way that we haven't seen. And Io may not get to that level, but he has a chance to maybe even have more success in a, in a team concept. Than uh than Derek has because you know Derek when Derek first got on the on the Bulls that was a much sorrier team than they were and he actually did a lot to get them into the playoffs that first year and he had a, an amazing debut in the playoffs that year but you know he he had a lot more pressure on him uh, compared to what Io has now so Io really can just play do his thing and with a lot of veterans around him soak up their game and they knowledge. And uh, you know, use utilizing it and, and being a, a you know a more more and more critical role player who could be a part of a, a we confidently say a playoff team, but maybe even a championship contender by the end of this year. Yeah, I would say to the extent that the Bulls have two guys who can get their own shot at any time, who can make tough shots, and another guy. And Nikola Vucevic, who, when he's playing up to his capabilities, is a hell of a load for a defense to handle himself. I think this, through 25 games, looks like the most dangerous team we've had since the Jordan Pippen years. I'm skipping over the Rose years because we didn't have – it was almost like Rose – I don't want to say Rose or Bust because I don't want to – I don't want to – You definitely didn't have a second person on those Rose teams like you got in – than DeMar and uh, Zach Levine. Exactly. And I I know a lot has been made about the half-court offense and things kind of getting bogged down at times. But this team is a playoff team. And in the playoffs, good offense trumps good D. And if you've got two guys that can make the type of shots that these dudes make um, from the areas on the court where they can make them, you're going to be in games more often than not. Like, I I don't look at this Eastern Conference anymore like, damn, I don't want them to face this team or this team or this team. It's more like, okay, Milwaukee, 
they present a challenge. Miami, they present a challenge. Philadelphia, they present a challenge. But it's not an insurmountable one. Not to me anymore. Not not what this Bulls team has shown. I think this team is, is really going places. Like I said, it's only 25 games in. But I've seen enough to know that the things that they're doing translates well. Um, they've got a nice mix uh, of defenders, of players who can go get their own shots, guys who are willing to accept the roles on this team, the coach to fiddle with things when he needs to fiddle with things to get the team to to play to his capabilities. They may just be like a move away from really kind of cementing themselves as like a top two team in that, in that Eastern Conference. They, they've already been competing with – uh, you know, the team that everybody says is is the prohibitive favorite right now, the Nets. Let, let me rephrase that. Maybe a move away from being thought of as um, as a finalist rather than a contender. Like, to go from that contender, I think this team can, can, can contend. Like, going from mm-hmm. that to saying this team is um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like, is is expected to win. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, what I was getting, what I was about to get into though, like I say, they they beat the Nets twice. They still haven't played. I don't even played the. We haven't played the Bucks yet. Yeah, so. No, I haven't played the Bucks. I haven't played Atlanta. Yeah. Haven't played Washington. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 not as worried about those last two teams, even though, <laughs> they, you know. But but the I think I was for me right now. I would say it's the Bucks and Nets. And Bulls and everybody else, and, yeah. and in, in regards combined to how they play and what the expectations are, you know, the expectations, of course, are for the Bucks and the Nets because of who they've been, and the Bulls. It's more primarily about how they've been playing now, but the the possibilities are there. We know we, you see, you know, they they played enough teams. I think enough different teams. And enough samples are are being supplied now, where we could say that uh, yeah, this this is this is definitely a team that's going to win at least fifty games. They're going to be in the high seed, you know. But it, it's, it's the only like I said, it's the, what's going to make the difference is how they play in those playoff series. Will they be able to bring it the same? Because playoff basketball is different. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. But what I, I want to transition. Uh, you know, away from that, you know, we ain't got too much time left. But uh, you know, I, I well, first of all, I, I guess in transition, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a question, Drew. Are you worried at all about the uh, the COVID situation with the team? Given you know, now we got Demar who's going to be missing multiple games. We know, and they already got multiple guys who are missing multiple games: Green and, and uh, Kobe White. You know, what, what what are your thoughts on that right quick? Um, in, in terms of the, the short term, um not a ton. If 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 we're you know putting it just in the sports box and not the human side of it, obviously. Uh because of the schedule that they have, you know, they they're getting a few more days off here and there. Um they got Cleveland coming up, which they're not a pushover, mm-hmm. but that's still a team that, similar to uh, kind of a shorthanded Nuggets team, you could see the Bulls being able to find a way to get out of there with a the victory. Um, yeah. 
I know Demar. I know they they said that Demar didn't didn't pass. He didn't produce any positive tests or um, negative tests today to be able to play. I think he's still maybe up in the air his status for the game Saturday against Miami. But Jimmy Butler is having these issues with the tailbone, uh, his tailbone injury that he suffered. I want to say against the Bulls, um, went up to block somebody's shot and fell right on his back. And ever since then, he's been. Um, kind of uh, being hampered by that injury. Adebayo was out. So that Heat team is not quite the same. You know, they're going through their own little thing. So in terms wow. of in terms of the competition, I'm not too worried. And then even longer term, um, maybe not because we're getting, we're getting farther out from when everybody suspects that this outbreak happened, which was against the Charlotte Hornets, or w- which was against the Charlotte Hornets. I think that was last Monday. So the farther yeah. out we get from that, the less that should impact the guys, at least in theory. And I think that with this new um, this new mutation that's out here, I'm, I'm hoping that the NBA tightens up a little bit. I know Toronto, I think now they've got a a different a different mandate now going on. So well, yeah, you uh, they 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 said Canada they're not letting anybody in who isn't uh, vaccinated. So if you, if you're not if you're an NBA player and you try to travel to Toronto, you got to be vaccinated. Dog going crazy over here, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. So it's kind of like the, the that's that's kind of why I want to open it back up. You know, coming out of sports now is that you know I, there was a report that just came down that the first Omicron uh, variant person is uh, showed up in Chicago. Now uh, the Sun Times reported. And they say this person uh, was fully vaccinated and boosted, but they, you know, they got they got the the Omicron. And uh, see, okay, so this is my thing. I, I, I don't know, man. This, this I'm sorry, I'm in the cut you off. This, this is my thing. Nah, go ahead. Go ahead, so, go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm I advocate for people to get vaccinated, of course. But if anybody's coming out and saying, "Well, why get vaccinated if this is going to happen anyway?" Like it's it's we're, like scientists are still trying to catch up. Like this thing keeps mutating. You know what I'm saying? So the vaccine was never meant to be a cure-all for everything. So this vaccination, the people that there are the people, the people that have been vaccinated who have been exposed to this new strain, I guess it's not necessarily a surprise that they're getting it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because this vaccine that we're getting, we haven't caught up to this strain yet. You know? Mm. Am I making sense? Does that make sense to guys? Like, really? Well, yeah. I guess that's the whole I mean, that's the challenge, though. It's kind of hard for them to catch up to a mutation. I mean, it's, it's figure out a way to adapt, you know, to the existing, you know, vaccinations, and that's the toast. So, I don't know how doctors, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's ultimately the, the challenge here. I mean, it's, you know, finding yeah. another vaccination. At, to combat the newest strain. Um, and I was having that conversation with somebody recently where they were like, what if the government wants you to get vaccinated or boosters every six months and then it comes to a month? You know, how much are you going to have to allow the government to infringe on your freedom? And <laughs> that, was his, that was his point. I mean, he's guys from Dallas. That was his, and they do, you know. Those precious freedoms. I mean, they, yeah. you had the freedom to die. I mean, you want to have the freedom to die? Go ahead. I, 
I, I, I wish, you know, if you want to exercise that freedom, go ahead, you know. And to, to that point, if we're, if scientists, if we're, if we're steadily trying to catch up to this virus, then kind of in the back of my, in our minds, we have to know that we're going to kind of have to take a, 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 a route of having to be boosted or vaccinated every so often because we're still, we're not, we haven't caught up to it. You're chasing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And, and I, I I heard I saw a person online speak yesterday, like you know the uh, the big outbreaks that have happened in the past thirty years. They didn't just they didn't end with herd immunity. They ended with a vaccine, you know, polio, smallpox. They ended with vaccine. They didn't end people. They just let we didn't just allow a bunch of people to get sick and was like. Oh, we, it's, it's all good now. We 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 uh, you know we adapted to it. That's that ain't how it's gonna go down, you know. Uh, so people can people can think what they want, but you know, the, you ain't gonna be able to out you ain't gonna be able to outthink or outmuscle this this disease. You know, you you better you know uh, guard yourself as good as you can. But you know, I'm, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I ain't gonna act a fool in regards to this. I don't care about. No, I'm fr- no freedoms. As long as I'm, I'm, as long as I'm doing what I'm doing in life, I'm free. I'm, I ain't in no, ain't. I, people don't, people don't know what fr- losing their freedoms is. Most people don't. So, you know, and it's really just foolish, to, foolery to me when I hear stuff like that. But like I say, go ahead, dude. You know, don't just, just stay from around me if you ain't getting, if you ain't getting no, uh, the vaccine. If you, if you just want to free ball it. You know, you you can stay away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's yeah. That, well, well, that's the argument you're getting from you know the other side is yeah. You, you know. Yeah, I mean they they yeah you could you could they could be free to you know get the whatever information they need they feel they need to get or take whatever horse pills or goat pills whatever they think they they could take that could get them around it you know. What you can, what you gotta do, you know. But you know, but hey, I, I don't know if y'all got TVs in front of you, man. But I, I got, I got this live, this live show thing that they doing with different strokes on Channel Seven right now, and this it's bugged out, man. Y'all, I, I would say part of this right now. They got, they got uh, Kevin Hart playing Arnold and Damon Wayne playing Willis. Uh, different strokes and, and John Lefko playing Mr. Drummond. I, I just turned it on. Look at this. It just wow. out, man. <laughs> wow. It's good to see Damon Wayans. I ain't seen him in a minute. Yeah, I mean, he's 50 years old playing a 14-year-old. I, I, I just love it. <laughs> 60 years old playing a 14-year-old. You, you know, you know what he is. Yeah, he is closer to sixty right at this point, isn't he? That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. They, I, I was, I was, I got this. I just had this on in the background. They had the facts of life on earlier, and they, the casting was actually pretty decent. With they had like a Jennifer Aniston and uh, what a Gabrielle Union was playing uh, Tootie, <laughs> and uh. You know, that was that the cast of that was actually kind of decent, even though you know they they all older than those people were who played the show. I was never <laughs> in the facts of life. Were, were y'all 
No. Nah, that's a little bit before my time, I think. That, 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 that yeah. too. Well, you know, those shows, yeah, those shows, they, they've been re-aired throughout our lives. Yeah. Like, I, like yeah. I've watched more different strokes. I yeah. watched of different strokes. You know, I, the Gooch and, you know, the, the episode where the, the, the guy fell up on Arnold's friend in the in the bike shop. <laughs> TV was wild in the 80s, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, Dave, before we go off, man, you got anything you want to bring up, man? I I got a couple things. Uh, No, no, no. I'll let let you go now. You uh, share share what you got. I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't think we we've. I don't think we tied down to too much content or or, or discussion points. Uh, I, hey, you know, every, every, you know, feel free to bring up something. That's why I'm doing these segments. With oh you. yeah, no, no, I got you. Um, well, yeah, I, I didn't. So, what's been going on in the news? I mean, we already know what's going on at home. Um, and I don't. It's been some wild shit. So, to your point. Having more, having I guess more channels where you have what's going positive in Chicago, it would be that would be nice. At least you know, looking from the outside in. Yeah. I mean, I I, I did see Andre trying to plan on running for a second term. Uh, there's no one credible that seems like to run against her. Uh, I don't know who else is putting their hat in the ring outside of Catanzaro right now. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna work. Uh, kind of, I don't yeah. know, but God, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking with somebody I heard that was going to run who was on more on the left side, but I'm, I can't, I can't bring anybody to mind right now. Yeah, you, I agree, Dave. It's not right now. The path seems pretty easy for, but it's been there's often been cases like that with mayoral elections where. At, at like a year ahead of the election, it seems like it's an easy deal for the incumbent, but it switches up, you know, five, six weeks before by the election, you got like, you know, chaos and, you know, somebody gets, somebody else gets in. It kind of what happened with Lori in a way in regards to, uh, to Ron, like, you mm-hmm. know, but, but, but well, not Ron, but, uh, cause Ron was, he had already gave up, but, uh, I don't know. Yeah, but I guess it's definitely been the case before. Yeah, I mean, I don't. The best thing that I can even use that as a parallel to in popular media recently is Southside. I don't know if you've been following it, but they had a recent episode where uh, Diallo <laughs> Riddle was running against I can't remember the, the the cast name running against somebody for Alderman and Inglewood, and it was the fifty first Ward, and the guy essentially they're having a debate. And the guy pulls out dirt on him because he tries to pull out dirt on the, on the guy first. And he's like, he, he said, where have you been? He's like, you're saying you're from Inglewood, Chicago, but in reality, you're from Inglewood, California. And he shows a picture of him <laughs> <laughs> outside of a high, I guess out of a, out of high school in Inglewood. It was just, yeah, it's really, you know, he, he ended up winning by default. Right? <laughs> but, but um, you know, not go, to go so much on a tangent, but that show is Improved a lot. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah. So I, I haven't watched the second season yet, but I, I plan on it. But 
Yeah, South, a lot of people, you know, people we know have been involved on that show, uh, Dave Hallam, and, uh, you know, that it's, uh, a lot of local comics and uh, actors have been on that show. It's, and so, then they, they shoot in, in the city. So, it's, it's definitely a, a good show to talk about. I'll be glad to talk about that soon. But, uh, yeah, TV is interesting now, like, right quick, because, you know, I, I watched, uh, I caught up with Insecure today and um you know that's coming down to his last episodes and i i got some no spoilers man, man. huh i don't i ain't gonna do no spoilers i'm just <laughs> with, you can give me the, you can get spoilers if you, if you want <laughs> what do you say you can do the spoilers if you want my yeah, wife's yeah. probably has been up is up on it but i haven't been yeah but i i, <laughs> I got some thoughts on the show in general that i I'll, I'll probably give out after that last episode runs but it's it's interesting, you know, but uh, like I I saw like I said, watching ABC too. They had a commercial for Blackish, which is about to have its last season. And mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I got it's some thoughts I have on like a certain era of black television that you know you wouldn't think you wouldn't think is come to an end, but it's sort of coming to an end. And you know. I, I'm wondering like what's be going to be beyond these shows because these, you know, these were sort these were some game changing shows in a way if you really think about it, in the way that they've been accepted by black audiences and mainstream audiences, whereas in the past shows like that would primarily just be accepted by black audiences, but you know, I, I can definitely see that, but some of it feels like I'm, I don't know. At some point, you get tired for me. You get tired of eating at Applebee's, and I really mean that towards maybe towards blackish. Like it just feels like I don't. It, it feels I don't. Eating blackish eat that Applebee's. It is. I mean, it's like yeah. It's only so many times you can you know have the chicken nachos or whatever it is or ribs or you, you know, got you got to we'll, we'll we'll have to do this on another show. But you got you got you got to extend that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's an it's an art. I mean, it's it's it, it feels like a very art, not art. It feels like an artificial. It feels like a media. It feels like I don't know. Kenya Barris is like there's some, you know, corporate people behind Kenya Barris kind of pulling the strings. Like this is how we want to show. A he's a he's a player. I uh, yeah, he's supposed like his characters. Like I don't know his characters. His characters are. It seems like kind of a. They, I, uh, they're a limited. I, I they're a limited reflection of rea- uh, of what you know the Black American experience is, and a very limited reflection of it. And that's why I kind of feel like it's like a, maybe not eating an Applebee's, but like an Applebee's commercial, more like that. Like it's this stylized experience, and mm-hmm. that's what I feel. And that, and that's the best I can expand. Well, on that. I mean, that's well, like we'll we'll have this discussion, but I, <laughs> I, I I have I have my. I have, you know, I have some criticisms of Barris as well, but I think I I I, I kind of come from a different direction than than that. But but um, I think I, have, did you watch did you watch that show on Netflix right quick uh, that he had? What was the name? Of I watched it a few episodes. I didn't. I don't think I finished it, but I watched yeah. some of it. Yeah. Was a, oh, his family show. Yeah, the show where he played himself. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was less. That was harder to, to digest than Applebee's. That was. Yeah, that's what. Well, that's what. That's why I'm like Cheesecake if you Factory. Watch that, 
if you watch that show, I think you'd appreciate that. <laughs> but, that ain't say. I mean, that ain't say. I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, at some point, yeah, it. I think it started off well, but as, but I feel like it, you know, it had. I mean, it had a good run. I mean, it, yeah, I think it started to. to yeah, and, and that's that, part of yeah, that's part of what like I have my my view of black. Like, yeah, definitely. Like most shows, it sort of the 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 returns got diminished as it went on. But you know, I think when it first came out in the first couple of years, I think it had a lot to say. But you know, we'll, we'll we'll get it. We'll get we'll get to that on another day. But there's, a, there's actually a show that they're gonna be showing after this that they got on that as well. This uh, stuff, this Abbott Elementary show that I'm interested in. That uh, oh, with um, the actor that played uh, everybody hates Chris. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, he's in yeah. it. And uh, God, my girl, the lead, I forget her name, but she's she was on that uh, that uh. Black woman sketch show. She she's done a lot of stuff online that's got us got her to break through. But this is like her big uh, first big show. I think she developed it as well. But uh, but yeah, it's you know, like I said, I think like I say, new voices are bubbling up, and I think that's part of what I'm saying is like in regards to the transition from and and it's sort of kind of away from people like Barris who established themselves about 10 or so years ago and you know people it's, it's sort of opening up for for good and bad you know I, and, uh, I don't know i mean the main it's really hard to i mean like like mainstream shows similar to like and not to be a more like i think it's the shows that keep my attention are definitely not the shows that are like the abc shows so uh, anything that's a little edgy with edgy and has a closer attachment to what you know reality is in the black experience and i don't care if it even reflects my experience in the black experience but even if it's but if it's somebody else's right and that means like the, what is this the show um with michaela what's her that woman's name the i may kill i may destroy you yeah, yeah. like even that that's not my experience and i don't even you know i'm not even wild about the show but it's another perspective that has i don't know it's a little bit edgier so yeah, yeah. and I think and and for me, those are the shows that really connect. The ABC shows, you know, having a sanitized version of the Black Experience. Yeah, it's network television day, but that, I, I know, but, yeah, I know. I, that. I think, yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I I I stick up, I stay on stuff like that because I'm a comedy nerd, and I I I take in comedy at all levels, but. I get what I definitely get what you're saying, and you know that's that's what that's what's great about it being so many outlets on cable and streaming, where you can see all these different things nowadays. And the show, like, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the show. Like, like I made the show. You was a hell of a show, man. And and part of it for me was the fact that it, you know, it wasn't a show that I identified with exactly. That was part of what was great to about it to me that it came from a different place and it was and I was able to you know in some ways learn more and appreciate more uh outside of my my own experience in in watching that show so but there's a lot of different stuff and and knowing your taste and things that you have said that you have liked in recent times like I definitely get you know what you you know I I, mean, I know you so I know what you like and what you 
get like to get out of entertainment. So, you know, I think, like I said, the opening up, the democratization of things, you know, is is a is a plus. And you yeah. have you have more black voices and more voices outside of the mainstream that are getting amplified and that are getting chances to put on stuff. And like I said, that could be good. And that could be that could be not so good. And you and you could get surprises like, you know, I, I know you like the BMF show. Like that's a show that I couldn't have imagined being developed even on stars ten years ago. But it's but it's developed it's, it's stars been made. A different it's, network, it's a different yeah. network team ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, I think so, I think their biggest show was that uh, what was it the the gay love show? I forgot what the name of it is. It's it's it's. it's <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but it, it was no, like, yeah. they had a different they had a different platform ten years ago. It wasn't yeah. fifty. It wasn't the fifty verse. It yeah. had a different yeah. platform ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. 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 and you know, I mean, you know, let's say TV kind of constantly changes and that is constantly changing that way. So. You know, it's, it's it's some good stuff to talk about. I think coming up in that regard. But uh, but yeah, but yeah, let's let's, let's get to wrapping it up. I know y'all brothers gotta gotta get going, and you know I gotta get going too. I'm, I get get on some dinner. So <laughs> uh, I've been working. Like I said, I've, been, I've been working myself since about since uh, you know doing the day job, just going straight into this. So you know, I, I appreciate. You guys always uh, jumping on with me and building with me. And um, as far as building goes, uh, I know last week I uh, talked up the the, uh, uh, the abstract mind state interview a bit uh, at the end of the of the Monday show. That we had to push that back to uh, the 16th of December. So uh, that's why it, it's not out yet. Uh, if anybody was uh, looking for that, that'll be on the 16th now. And um, uh, like I say, doing that, uh, as far as I know, I don't know if we're going to do any other in the buildings be- beyond that before the end of the season, for the end of uh, December. Uh, I'm doing two more of these, Monday Night Measles. Uh, the last one should be on the 20th, and that should probably be the last thing I do before uh, New Year's. And I think I'm going to plan to come back on my birthday on January 10th, 2022. So, uh as far as Monday night means go, but other shows be the schedule be different. But uh, that's uh, that's what I'm looking forward to right now. Um, I say I don't know if I say I don't know Drew if you guys gonna do any running uh, the this week. But if if you don't, we'll get back to that next week. And uh, okay, yeah, we uh we'll, we'll keep it going, man. Uh, some interesting stuff going on this week. They're having the big uh, C2E2 conference, the comic books and all that stuff. I, I got a, I got credentials for that, so I don't know if I'm going to get – I may get some content out of that and see. But I, but I don't know if oh, I'm going may, to oh. – I may just stay up in the house now with this Omicron Percy I-8 variant uh, now, so, you know. Oh, I, yeah, I that's – yeah. Oh, I just wanted to say shouts, shouts out to you uh, for giving me the uh, media pass strategy. That, that again, that that worked out um, with that thing I shared with you. I mean, not to interrupt you. I know. I mean, yeah. Shout, yeah. Shouts out for that. Yeah. I mean, that has that has, that the the what it, what it you know allowed me to do has nothing to do with culture, sports, but 
But yeah, no, at the same time, it it it, it allowed glad, me yeah, to get access to somewhere that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. So that's it, and you know, that's, that's 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 a good hack for anybody out there. Yeah, it's a life. It's definitely a life hack. And then that's I'd I'd admit it. I mean, I I don't tell anybody that you know, Drew. You know, you could do it as well if you're cre- if you create anything with regularity. Essentially, you could do stuff like that where you can apply for pass press passes and stuff like that. If you get, if you got a show, if you got a platform, yeah, go try. Cause there's a lot of stuff out here that people want to have. They want, they'll, they're open to having that added publicity wherever they can get it. Even if, you know, like I said, we don't, we don't rein in big audiences here, not in compared to some other platforms, but we get enough, to where people can take me seriously. And, uh, you know, I, I try to utilize that as best I can. You know, sometimes you sometimes you do it for stuff where you're purely getting pleasure from it. But, you know, it, it's like I say, it's a life hack, you know, utilize it. But if, you know, I, I know some, some, some places too, they, they'll like insist that you have some sort of coverage that you give them. Like that, like a link or something like. But you know, if, if you if you doing stuff anyway, yeah, do do what you do what you do and, and do it in the context of that thing. That's what mm-hmm. I sort of told you that day. So, you know, um, yeah, it don't it really don't. It, it, it's enough. There's enough out here for everybody to do what they want to do <laughs> in the end. And, I, I, yeah, I think the, I think the 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 gist of if anything is if it is that. You have to figure. You have to be creative when you tr- when you're trying to get in certain doors. Yeah, I, I I think, and I think you know, I think that's something that we in a technology age sometimes lose sight of. Now, uh, like you have to be like just because you're like, okay, I don't have the the resources to attend the event, then you should probably see if there's any alternatives to see about if there's a way to get you know, yeah. you know, whether it's through media pass or what have you. Yeah, and don't, and don't get hung yeah, up on don't get hung up on what you think your audience is or what your you know your uh, demographic may be that you appeal to or not. You never know. Like do the like do the bit. Try net keep networking and keep reaching out, and and, and you never know how uh, what type of responses you get. The more the yeah, the more you hustle, the more further you get. Um, so. It's, it's, that's really, especially if you're in a place where, especially if you're trying to enter an environment or a business where it's competitive, where there are already a lot of voices, mm-hmm. you, you you have no choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so keep hustling out there, all y'all, and uh, we'll try to give you, we'll keep on trying to give you a little game whenever we can get it. But in the meantime, we're just going to kick it and have uh, enjoy each other's company. Again, brothers, I'm glad to, always glad to talk to you. Everybody out there, uh, as I started the show, you know, uh, peace and love to everybody out there in the internet land. Uh, <laughs> hope you guys uh, take care of yourselves, enjoy your week, rest of your week. Uh, stay warm if you can, and stay stay safe. Don't be coughing and sneezing on anybody. Don't and, catch Amarion. Uh, yeah, don't catch the Amarion. You know, stay. No okay. <laughs> <laughs> touch. It's like right. <laughs> don't touch unless you be invited to touch. 
<laughs> and uh, we'll see y'all later, man. Enjoy, like I say, enjoy the rest of y'all week and uh, happy holidays if you don't catch up with us before the end of the year. <laughs> yeah.